GE Appliances and Air and Water Solutions is dedicated to serving the unique needs of the plumbing, heating, and ventilation and air conditioning industry. GE has launched a robust product portfolio that includes water heaters, water filtration, commercial HVAC, ductless, and ducted HVAC. The GE team is focused on putting the pros at the center of our business by delivering an iconic, trusted brand that is easy to sell, an innovation that makes installation easier, and dedicated to support that makes doing business simpler. At GE, we call this being pro-centric. To learn more and request information about GE, go to geappliancesairandwater.com. That's geappliancesairandwater.com. Jack Sinclair is a 35-year veteran of the HVAC and water heating industry. He's held numerous senior executive roles at several industry-leading manufacturing and distribution companies. Welcome, Jack. Good morning, Mark Madison on Books and People. Today, I'm excited about our guest, Jack Sinclair. Jack, how are you, sir? Mark, good morning. I'm doing well for a Monday morning. How are you doing? <laughs> every day is Monday and every day is Friday. <laughs> I'm self-employed. When I call in sick, I know I'm lying. So I'm the worst boss I ever had. But uh, to, so tell me, tell me your story. Where did you grow up? Let's start there. Well, Mark, I am a Chicago boy that is now living out in Arizona, in sunny, warm Arizona. And if I don't ever feel cold again or shovel a front porch stoop ever again, I will be one happy camper. But all kidding aside, I'm a Midwesterner. Grew up in Chicago, a very blue-collar family. My dad worked in a factory, and I've been living out west now for roughly 14 years. So there's no wind in Arizona, so you're okay. Well, I mean, you know, a, a little sidebar, most people don't know this unless you're from Chicago, but the Windy City is actually not, doesn't have anything to do with the wind. If you were to Google, you know, the, the major cities and rank them in, in order of normal wind velocity chicago is not even in the top couple <laughs> the chicago politics is where windy city comes from was that a public relations move um i'll let all the uh all the skeletons back in uh zip code 606 back in chicago illinois answer that one i don't know oh, that's funny uh, you know, I love Chicago. I just, I was just there and I ordered a deep dish pie to be delivered and I ate a slice a night for four nights. You only need one slice. That's the thing. You know what? You are, you are correct. And you were talking to an ex pizza delivery guy in high school and college. So, oh I, man, I appreciate all there is to appreciate about pizza. So when you made the transition from pizza to HVAC, when did that happen? Well, let, let's back up just a bit. Where'd you go to college? Well, I went to undergrad at Arizona State, which is probably where I fell in love with the climate and the mountains and the, the, the more tempered temperatures. Then I moved back to Chicago and uh, went to DePaul and Loyola University for some graduate programs. But um, I got into this industry completely by chance. And so I, I think that was the, the core of your question. And to be very candid, and I'm not ashamed to admit this, when I got out of college, I was looking for an entry-level sales job, sales and marketing job, and I was responding to all these ads, and I responded to an ad that 
utilized an acronym that at the time I had no idea what it stood for. HVAC distributor looking for a salesperson. <laughs> and so I applied to that and numerous other jobs and I just felt a chemistry about this uh, wholesaler that I was interviewing for. And um, so I got into the industry as a sales rep calling on contractors, um, working for a distributor that sold controls, compressors, um, a whole variety of ancillary accessory items. And I, I remember, you know, my first sales manager telling me, he said, hey, look, um, you got a baby face, number one, and you're going to be calling on contractors <laughs> that have been in this industry or running their own businesses probably longer than you've been alive. So, hey, feel free to learn from them. And that was really some of the best guidance I ever got. So you were a territory manager doing outside sales? Yes. And how long did you do that? I did that for about four and a half years and I transitioned into managing the inside counter teams for a couple of different branches. And while I was going to evening night school at Loyola and then that led to really my first opportunity in true management. I, I had indirect management when I was managing the inside counter teams. And I, I'll never forget this too, because this was great, great uh, training. Um, none of these folks reported to me, but yet I was asked to lead and supervise them as, again, this young person who didn't really have any formal management experience. Right. And I, I certainly don't look young now, at least I don't recognize myself when I look in the mirror. But at the time I was told I had this unbelievable youthful face and I, I was I looked younger than I was. And the, the, the training that I got was if you could lead these people and guide them into following direction and following strategic needs of the business and, and general guidance when you're a peer or an indirect supervisor, those techniques will serve you well when you truly do evolve into leadership. And, so, and I've never forgotten some of those nuggets of wisdom. So it was a great kind of entry level for you into management. It was. Even though you look like Dick Clark or Ryan Seacrest, right? <laughs> well, maybe at the time, but trust me, um, all the challenges that our industry has given all of us on, on your on your great podcast this morning. I mean, you know, we we become uh, seasoned warriors, and there are times where I look at myself at a glance in a window reflection or something, and I'm like, "Who in the heck is that guy? Who's the old man staring back from the glass?" That's exactly it, Mark. Exactly <laughs> it. Well, 35 years in HVAC will do that to you. It will, but I'll tell you what, here, here's another interesting sidebar. And again, I'm kind of kimono wide open being very transparent with the, with the group on the call, but you know, I love our industry. I mean, I, I breathe and I, I'm passionate about it. I want to make it a better place. I, I want to engage all the channel partners, but I will tell you that probably in the first 18 to 24 months in that entry level sales job that I had, calling on contractors and really trying to figure out how to get my legs under me in this industry. I had more frequent moments going, God, how do I get out of this industry? And um, every time I was approached for a new opportunity, and this was just fate to be very candid, I was brought into back to an opportunity within the HVAC or commercial refrigeration industry. And it took about 18 to 24 months of realizing I, 
I'm going to guess this is my purpose, but all kidding aside, I just fell in love with the, with the down to earth nature of the business. The, right. every building you go into requires comfort controls and comfort systems. And even on the commercial refrigeration side, you know, you've got, you've got the same principles, only you're trying to keep food products um, at a certain temperature. So it is an industry that is absolutely everywhere. And because of that, it's very insulated with some of the economic trials and tribulations that we've all had to manage businesses through. And it's down to earth and it's blue collar. And I guess that's really what my humble background is. And everything that our contractors do on a daily basis, I have so much appreciation for, and it is a difficult part of our industry. And as you know, now kind of leading a, a group trying to help build this new business out at, at GE Appliance, part of what we're trying to do is make our products the most contractor friendly um, that the industry could possibly, you know, could possibly ever experience. Well, I want to dive into that a little deeper, but before we go there, who were your mentors coming up? Who are the guys that really made a difference for you? God, I love that question. Well, first of all, my dad, you know, my oh. dad never, my dad never graduated high school. You know, he had to go back and get his GED after he served in Korea. But I will tell you that he's one of the smartest man, men I've, I've ever met. And um, he guides me with corp core values and the principles that we grew up with and just street smart logic. Um, beyond that, in the industry, I would probably say that um, one of my couple of early mentors were two gentlemen at Carrier Corporation when we were building out a new distribution business when Total Line was in its first few years of infancy. And that would be Tony Kugler and Dan Hare. And those two folks, if they happen to be listening, we've become treasured friends and these are people that helped guide a young Jack Sinkler when, quite frankly, when you're young, hopefully everybody on this call can appreciate what I'm going to say. You know, you really don't know what you don't know. <laughs> you humbly try to navigate through all that, right, Mark? Yeah, um, yeah it's the imposter syndrome. We fake it till we make it. Yeah, exactly. And these guys somehow saw a nugget of belief in me that, you know, I just to this day truly appreciate because that in that that opened the door for me to take on some pretty cool opportunities that quite frankly, early in my career, I probably wasn't as equipped to take on as I thought I was. And, and that was not an arrogance. That was just a, again, you don't know what you don't know. Right. Well, they saw something in you obviously and took you under their wing. And I've had that same experience. I can cite two or three men who, for whatever reason, whether they saw something in me that reminded them of themselves or, who knows but you know god bless those guys for saying come on kid let me show you the way you know it's funny mark but this might be a an entertaining comment to the to the group on the call but uh tony kugler in particular shortly after he hired me to help build out this business after grad school he said you know i knew you weren't the most qualified or the best position for that job at the time but i also knew that you would just do whatever it took to get this business built out and you'd never give up and that you were trainable. And I saw that persistence and that teachability in you. Yeah. And so I, again, I appreciated the belief that those two gentlemen had in me and that evolved into a lifelong friendship and a mentorship that I could never pay back. Now that's great. I've had the same experience and, you know, you just, 
and so you, what you do is you pay it forward, right? You just keep, you, you give it away to the young guys coming up. That's right. So what books had a big influence on you? Can you cite one or two that say, well, that, that one particular book changed my life? Well, you know, first of all, you know, uh, the, the, the Seven Habits is obviously a great book, but, you know, there's a book that was shared with me by an industry friend, um, you know, Andy Newland, who runs Hercules Industries, and it's about inspirational leadership. Um, wow, what a great book. I, I've read it two or three times. Um, it, it talks about really, if I could distill this, it talks about having a bigger, broader purpose around whatever jobs that any one of us is in. And that's about how to inspire others. And it, it, it talks about principles of that, but it also provides some examples, some real life examples about how folks took their job into a much more important life meaning. And um, truthfully, I pick that book up probably every 90 days and I start rereading it because it's that tremendous. So what's the name of the book again? You know, I'll, I'll send you the exact title, but it's about how to be an inspirational leader. Who wrote it? Again, I, I don't want to quote the wrong person. I could run over and get, get it out of my uh, out of my bookcase, but I meant to have it in front of me because we talked about that last week. But I, I, I just don't want to quote it wrong. But it is a marvelous book. And I'll try to get that to you here, you know, shortly after this call. Awesome. I appreciate that. Uh, so you work with contractors for a long time. What advice would you offer contractors? If they're going to succeed. What do they need to know? Well, do? again, we learn from contractors, the progressive contractors on a regular basis. If we're the smart, you know, manufacturers that we all want to be, but at the end of the day, their jobs are complicated. So I certainly can't provide any words of wisdom beyond stay current, um, try to align yourself with great distributors and great products that have reliable brand names. They have a legacy of reliability and quality um, so that you know that those are products that uh, the manufacturer and the distribution partners that you're aligned with will always stand behind. And then as it relates to legislation and, you know, um, call it skill development in, in terms of keeping your techs and your installers up to date on all the latest training methods, those are investments that when you really look from my vantage point, anyway, when I look at over my career and the literally thousands of contractors that I've learned from, I've, I've helped develop some business plans for a few of them. I've been blessed in that way, but the folks that have really progressed and evolved their business through all the different um, challenges that our industry has seen are the ones that invested in their people, yeah. invested heavily in training, and that's not only tall technical training, but also business training, right? How do I work more um, on the business instead of in the business? And when when contracting businesses are, are growing quickly, you know, I think we all struggle with that at times, right? How do we pull ourselves a little farther away so that we could really try to be strategic about what the business needs to grow? And, and Again, th these are just observations because I've seen thousands of great contractors bring these principles to practice and they've developed and grown some great companies out there.
Yeah, Ben Franklin said, take a coin from your purse and put it in your head. It'll come flowing out of your head and overflow your purse. <laughs> well put. I like that. It's, yep. well, it's education, right? It's business education, and it's training, and it's the commitment to your people. Uh, because with an investment, you always get a return, you know? And if I, I can... I can teach you how to ride a bike, right? But once I teach you, then I hop on mine and I ride alongside you, you know, to, right. to mix my metaphors. I can give you a fish and feed you once. I can teach you how to fish and feed you for a lifetime. And that's really the, to me, that's at the heart of skill development and business training. No, you're, you're, you're spot on with that. And, you know, with this, when you, when you look back over the last 30 years between you know, refrigerant changes and legislation and efficiency changes, um, technical product requirement training changes. I mean, the contractors have had a challenge staying up on all of this. And, and the ones that have made it a strategic part about investing in that kind of training, whether it's on the business or technical side, those are the contracting groups that have evolved and survived and, and flourished and it's really cool to see, you know, that type of evolution with the contracting trade because so many of those businesses have done so well. Right. Well, I tell salespeople when I do training, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, I, the bottom line is it's a one-time investment, but the return is ongoing and forever. Once I teach you how to do something, you know, like a 75% close rate and your close rate was 25%. All right, once you have that, you have it forever. And so GE is back in the game. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's really an exciting story, Mark. I mean, many of us on this call probably remember, certainly when I first entered the industry, GE had just sold its HVAC business in 1982 um, to what became Train. Um, I came into the industry in 84. So I was involved with, handling some of the support and warranty issues for the product as, as GE got out of the business. And, but when you, when you look at business uh, domestically and across uh, the United States historical timeline of business, I mean, few brands are as are iconic as GE. Yes. And so when you look at this major initiative that is the first startup business within GE Appliance, by the way, in over 57 or 58 years. We are fully committed to bringing HVAC equipment back, water heating back through the pro channel. And when I say pro channel, I mean professional HVAC and plumbing wholesalers that service the contractor community. Right. We want to be contractor centric. And we want to align ourselves with distribution partners that know how to service the contractor needs. I mean, we never got out of the HVAC PTAC space, for example, or the through the wall units. Those are still part of our arsenal. But when you look at, now we have a full line of ductless mini splits. We have a full line of commercial VRF product. Um, we just launched maybe just under a year ago, uh, the GE line back on unitary HVAC equipment for residential applications. And then we, we've got a robust and growing line of electric and gas water heaters. Um, these products are really core to a lot of HVAC distributors um, or plumbing distributors if it's a water heater only type of situation. 
right? And when, when you look at what we're doing to try to bring these brands back, um, it, it's, it's exciting. I mean, our, we, we, we actually got pulled in. You might find this really interesting, Mark, but one of the new, the early distributors that we onboarded for Unitary, one of their contractors had a replacement opportunity for an original GE Weathertron heat pump system that was still <laughs> operating. I remember those. I worked on them as a tech. I mean, these things are like, uh, you know, tanks, right? They would just keep operating and keep working, and they were tremendously reliable. We were pioneers in the HVAC unitary space many years ago. And so I feel privileged, to be quite frank, being a part of this unbelievably talented team where we are all committed to building this new air and water, which is HVAC, water heating, and some water treatment products, building this new air and water solutions business out through the professional HVAC distributor, serving the HVAC and plumbing contractors. Um, we, we've been, this is, we're just about concluding our third year. We launched this business in early 2021. And as Anybody would imagine, you know, there's a there's an evolution, right? There's a there's a glide path of 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 the penetration strategy and all the different things that you're onboarding that you need to support a new business. So we're trying to really break this out, and we're trying to earn our way at the tables of the HVAC distributor and plumbing distributors because we know that they're they've been aligned with some of the you know the industry's top brands for a long time. And we're trying to earn and, and, and earn the nibbles that we get from them as we build and expand these partnerships. And we've got some great partnerships that we're very proud of. Well, in a very real sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're like a startup company that's incredibly well-funded with a great reputation and a great brand awareness. That is absolutely right, Mark. I, I will tell you that in, in I left a job that I really never thought I would leave because this idea of being a part of bringing this brand new business back to the market and bringing the GE label back to HVAC and water heating product. I mean, it just, it, it was too much of a turn on for me. I mean, it's a once in a lifetime. And when you, when you really look at um, what we're doing here, it is revolutionary, but we're doing it with a brand that is probably the most recognized and consumer accepted brand in the history of American business, or at least it's one of the top couple, but it's certainly right up there. And our parent company, Hire, which is an Asian-based global leader of HVAC equipment, water heating equipment, and actually appliances. They're, they're probably the, the global leader in appliances and water heater production and they're a leader in the HVAC production, they are funding the GE appliance air and water business like never before. And part of the questions that I asked when I was vetting out this opportunity was, you know, how does it feel, you know, after the influx of cash from the parent company? And it's really, really a cool dynamic. And I heard this across five or six senior GE appliance executives that I was interviewing with that had been on board 25 to 35 years. And they all said, we have never been more energized about the way 
we are investing in these growth markets and this new business is funded like no new business we've ever seen before. And again, it's the first new business within GE Appliances in over 57 years. We're still based out of Louisville, Kentucky is the way we've always been. Um, we are our senior executive leadership team, now I'm remote, but our most of our senior leadership team is based out of Louisville, um, Kentucky. Um, it's part of our corporate, what we call Appliance Park World Headquarters. Um, we operate with a domestically uh, driven and expertise executive leadership team out of that headquarters with a few of us working remotely. Um, it, it is just a, a wonderful dynamic right now. Uh, the excitement, I can hear it in your voice, it's palpable. So what do you see in the industry in the next five, 10 years going forward? What changes do you see? Well, I, you know, I think uh, we've got some 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 legislation that'll be impacting the industry. And, and, and I think we're all waiting to kind of hear how some of that pans out. But right. at the end of the day, part of our job and part of our commitment to the contractor community, quite frankly, is we have a, a team of experts that are plugged into not only the EPA, but also other industry groups and associations that kind of help try to guide and direct what might be best for our, for our industry. We'll continue to do that at an increasing, increasing rate so that we're a leader in the HVAC equipment, call it influencer category, where we try to influence the legislation details as they unfold. Because um, we want them to be user-friendly and manageable to our channel partners. Um, we've all seen, and, and I hate to say it, but we've probably all seen government-driven legislation at times that comes from people who don't know the very difficult, challenging work of our contractors or even our distributors. And it, it, it really poses a lot of challenges that would not be necessary if they listened to the industry more. Right. Keeping your thumb on the pulse of what's going on like R32, for example. Well, the referred, I mean, I think your, your question is how will that unfold? I mean, we're looking at all of those options as what would be a guidepost in our future product development roadmap. Um, you know, 454B is really our, our short-term commitments just so that that's really a very easier to manage transition for most of the industry. And, and we're trying to stay one evolution ahead of that. Right. So you've had a 35 year career in industry that continues to grow and evolve and the future is so bright. I mean, COVID kind of proved that, that most contractors that I talked to and work with over the last last three or four years, their business just dramatically increased because of COVID. So the demand is there. It's always going to be there. You said it's, it's everywhere. But for someone to be to have a successful career as you've had, now this is kind of mentoring advice, right? What, what are two or three things that you'd suggest if someone's going to enjoy a long and successful career in this industry? Wow, I love that question, Mark. I'm kind of doing a right brain stare up at the ceiling right now. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. 
here's here's this is probably more of a broader answer than just to our industry but you know to me i i view myself as probably the luckiest most blessed guy in the history of the world i really do um come from very humble chicago beginnings um education wasn't really part of my family tree until you know my brother and i entered college so i would probably say that the core values that guide me every day, treat everybody the way you want to be treated. Um, what goes around comes around and be honest and fair and resolute in all that, that you're trying to accomplish and never give up. And so I'm going to turn that into the, into really your question. To me, it's about being a humble listener and a humble acceptor of things that, don't go well or mistakes that you've made. I like to tell everybody that I feel privileged if I'm mentoring anyone is I say, Hey, look, you know what? You are, you are awesome. You've got all these natural skills. You're committed to growing. And I can guarantee you that you are going to have a successful career in this. And here would be my 10,000 foot feedback you are going to generate a lot of wins and a lot of career successes, and you're going to learn from those. So go get them. I can't wait to watch, but you're also going to fail a few times. And if you're smart and you're humble, you will learn a thousand times over for every one of your disappointments than you ever will from your successes and your wins. And, and yeah, winning doesn't that. teach us anything. Losing does. It, it Right. And it also teaches you how to notch up to the next level of Rocky Balboa tenacity, right? Never give right. up. Well, what did Phil Jackson say in his book, 11 Rings? Knock down seven times, stand up eight. Yeah, there you go. So what I'm hearing you say loud and clear, and I just jotted a few things down. Be grateful. Follow the golden rule. Be honest. Keep going. Persist. Be humble. And when you make a mistake, make sure going forward you make new mistakes, not the same old ones. That's right. And always learn from your mistakes. Don't be afraid to take a stance. If, you, if, if you're going to make a mistake, always have it be something that you believe is correct and never give up on trying to defend what you think is right for the business or your business. But at the end of the day, accept that you'll probably make a mistake or two if you're normal. And yeah. those are the mistakes that you could learn a, a thousand times over from. Yeah, that's really true. My old friend, John Lucas, who coaches in the NBA still all these years later, we, we used to go out to dinner when he was a Sonic. And when he became a coach, we, we didn't go out to dinner. He said, Mark, I got to go back and watch film. We lost. He said, when we win, we don't put as much energy into learning what we did wrong as opposed to when we lose. Wow, I love that. And I'm about new mistakes, not the same old ones. I remember the very first, uh, one of the very first journal entries I made in 1982 after I electrocuted myself in a freezer walk-in. <laughs> I wrote down, never want to do this again, right? And how do I make sure that never happens? And I think that's this, one of the secrets is making, you know, failing forward, right? Making new mistakes, not the same old ones. I mean, it's a very old adage, Mark, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't grow old. It doesn't get outdated. It could guide all of us. And I love the fact that you use the golden rule in there too. That's just, it's just so huge. It's one of those things that's easy to say, but hard to do. Well, as we close this down, what are your parting thoughts? Kind of a postscript to the letter. P.S. Here's what well, I want you to remember or know. 
I, I, I would probably, uh, and, and I'm kind of winging it because I wasn't really prepared for that, but I love the question. I would probably say thank you to all of the dedicated progressive contractors around your podcast, because if they're listening to your podcast, they probably have a tendency to be more um, investment oriented in terms of training and, and, and keeping their businesses current and training, trying to find new ways to make them successful. Thank yes. you for your commitment to our industry. And I would also say that keep your eye open for the GE appliance products coming back into the marketplace. Um, ask your distributors about, you know, is this a product line that you're carrying or could carry? And let's create that great next chapter of GE appliance, HVAC and water heating product in our great industry together. And again, thank you for all the hard work that you guys do because it's it's one of the hardest jobs in our industry and we appreciate you. Yeah, and you know, you know this 35 years. I started as a tech in 1976, so I got a couple of years on you, but the the bottom line is nobody works harder than the self-employed mechanical contractor, whether that's residential or commercial. These guys put in some serious hours. Absolutely. And six, seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day. Yeah, I've, I'm humbled by the work ethic. And I consider myself, Jack, to be like the guy with the ugly dog. This guy had this really ugly dog and it kept taking him to dog shows. And finally, his best friend pulls on the side and said, what are you doing? <laughs> well, what do you mean? He goes, for 10 years, you've been taking your dog to dog shows. But he's so ugly, he's never going to win a prize. But, but I'm your best friend. I, I got to know why. Everyone wants to know. And the guy smiled and said, yeah, he is ugly. And I know he's never going to win a prize. He goes, then why? I said, well, look at all the great dogs you got to hang around the last 10 years. And that's how I feel. You know, I get to go in and out of some extraordinary kennels. I'm flying to San Antonio tomorrow to talk to a bunch of contractors. What a gift. What a blessing. And, you know, that was the that was the thing I picked up on the first time I talked to you was, was the sense of gratitude that you carry with you. And that's, God, it's just so important. So I, I knew we'd, we'd made a connection and, and I'm so grateful that you made the time to share your knowledge, wisdom, and experience with, with uh, my listeners. So thank Mark, you. Thanks so much for having me. And um, I look forward to having other conversations with you and let's all make it a great, safe week. And one last thing, if someone wants to know more about GE, how do they get a hold of you? Where do they need to go to learn more? Well, they can go to uh, GE Appliances, Aaron Water um, Solutions.com website. Um, and I'll be glad to forward um, some other emails to, to you if you wanted to circulate it to your, uh, your listeners, Mark. But we would absolutely love it if, if this conversation sparked an inquiry and an interest to learn more about where they can source some of our great products in their areas. That's awesome. Say that one that website one more time. GE Appliances, AaronWaterSolutions.com. Perfect. Jack, thank you so much. And would you do me one last favor? Yep. Make it a great day unless you have other plans. That sounds great. And, and I'll ask you and your listeners to do the same. Let's make it, let's be safe out there and every day is a blessing and let's enjoy it. GE Appliances and Air and Water Solutions is dedicated to serving the unique needs of the plumbing, heating, and ventilation and air conditioning industry. GE has launched a robust product portfolio that includes water heaters, 
water filtration, commercial HVAC, ductless and ducted HVAC. The GE team is focused on putting the pros at the center of our business by delivering an iconic trusted brand that is easy to sell, an innovation that makes installation easier, and dedicated to support that makes doing business simpler. At GE, we call this being pro-centric. To learn more and request information about GE, go to geappliancesairandwater.com. That's geappliancesairandwater.com. Thank you for listening. If I struck a chord, inspire you to action, or piqued your curiosity, let me know. Call or text me at 206-697-0454 or send me an email at mark at sparkingsuccess.net. Should you wish to hire me to speak to your organization or association or order one of my books, simply go to my website, www.sparkingsuccess.net. And remember, make it a great day unless you have other plans.